Thank you for listening to Kingdom Dynamics. You are a new creation Christian, which means you stand in heaven and on earth at the same time. You're actually a spirit man that'll live forever, wrapped in a body. As you see what the Father's doing and do it, as you hear what the Father's saying and say it, you literally bring heaven to earth. I'm here to release you to be who you really are. Enjoy listening and don't forget to share it. If you want to bring the kingdom of God to your workplace, if you want to seek first the kingdom and be just like Jesus, walking as he walked, then you need to listen to this message. You know, this just sounds so sacrilegious, but what if it's the truth? I want to be the redeemer of the curse. You know, doesn't Paul, doesn't John say that we, if we're really believing in Jesus, that we will be as he was on the earth? Well, he was the redeemer of the curse. He was the savior of the world. He was the son of God. Doesn't God call us sons of God? Doesn't Jesus call us friends? You know, the devil has been so afraid of the church. I love what Kevin Zadai, Dr. Kevin, says. He says, he says, if the devil can't take you out, he will try to disqualify you. For example, in a legal case, in a court, if a witness has evidence that could throw the case in, in the favour of your opposition, then the only thing the legal team can do is to try to discredit the witness. So the enemy's trying to discredit you. He's trying to discredit you in your own eyes. But John 14, Jesus says, I will send you the redeemer of the curse. So you are, you are actually, see, religion has tried to disqualify you. Religion has, the devil knows that you are as if you are God on the earth. The devil knows that you are God on the earth. You know, uh, little G. You're so You guys are so religious, I can't even say these things because you won't even listen. But you need to be offended a little bit because you need to repent. You see, this is the thing about repentance. God won't change. You know, it's another thing uh, Kevin Zadai said. Um, I've been going through seasons of listening to, to Kevin, but he said there's no suggestion box in heaven. And And I go on to elaborate and say... You know, the king, the king's word is the law. You know, Jesus called the church the Senate. He used a, a Roman military term, the Senate. And, and you know, Caesar was the king and, and the emperor of Rome. And he, you know, Jesus said to the centurion, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. So the, the kingdom model is, is, the, is the model that Jesus has and operates under. And that's the model that the angels operate under. As you know from my other podcasts, the, the kingdom is the only message that Jesus ever spoke. The kingdom is the only message John the Baptist ever spoke. And the kingdom is the message I speak, but the church is so religious that the church, I don't even, I hardly know a Christian who can understand me.
I love Kevin Zadai because he's the only person in the world that I've heard anywhere in YouTube, on any platform, who can explain the kingdom in the way that I understand it. And this is what Jesus showed me, and he said it to you guys also in Matthew uh, 13 and in uh, Luke and all those other Gospels. He said, if you want to understand the kingdom, then you have to understand the parable of the sower. Now, the parable of the sower is about the word of the kingdom being received in their heart. A lot of religious Christians preach about the word as in, you know, the word of faith or as in the Logos word of of the Bible. That's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying that, that the kingdom is a seed. The kingdom is Jesus. The, the word of the kingdom is alive. The word, See, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are truth. And I will say to you, my words, Jonathan's words are spirit and they're truth. What, you know, when I'm speaking, your eardrums are vibrating because my voice chords are vibrating and sending a vibration through the phone and the speakers and all that. But what's actually happening is my spirit is sitting at the right hand of God with Jesus Christ. This is a fact. This is truth. And my spirit animates my soul, which is my mind, my will, and my emotions, as they align with the Word of God. And then my body obeys my soul and air passes through my flesh. You see, that's why the devil loves to get into you. That's why the devil loves to possess man, because he wants to, he needs flesh. Listen to this, get this. The devil, a spirit, an invisible spirit with no body, cannot influence the physical realm without vibrating through your flesh. That's why the demonic travels on music. That's why the the demonic travels through people. You know, there are people in powerful positions, even in high schools, government, churches, your family. There are people who are anointed by Satan. You know, the, the, the Jesus was the anointed one. The Antichrist, the lawless one, is literally anointed by Satan. So... And, and many antichrists have come. So there are many people who are anointed with power by Satan to advance the kingdom of darkness. But you and I, by the Holy Spirit, are anointed by God to break the power of Satan. So you should be living on this earth like Jesus Christ. You should be treading snakes and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. But you won't if you don't believe it. That's why we come back to repentance. And that's why Jesus, I'm saying Jesus isn't up for a debate. Jesus is the king of the kingdom and whatever the king says is law. His words are unbreakable. Even Herodian, even Herod was unable to go back on his word when he promised half the kingdom to his daughter-in-law. Uh, Herodias's daughter, she danced for John the Baptist, and he had to kill John. He, he she danced for Herod, and he had to kill John the Baptist, even though he didn't want to. So Jesus is a king. It's a this is the model of kingdom all throughout the Bible. 
your word is unbreakable. And and I'm it scares me in a good way, but Jesus said we will be judged for every careless word that we speak. And I believe we'll be judged for the words we don't speak. So listen to this. Just I'm going to skip ahead like 30 chapters. Ready? Jesus said to me, as he explains the kingdom to me, because that's I don't give a toss about religion. I'll give you two things. One, the Bible says in John, I think, chapter 3, around there, that the Herodians and the Pharisees conspired to kill Jesus. So <laughs> Jesus Christ's crucifixion would not have been able to happen without a collusion between the religious and the political people of the day. So the religious people wanted to kill Jesus, right? We know that, you know, 30 uh, pieces of silver. But the Romans were the ones who operated the system of crucifixion. So it's the same today. The, the religious people, the religious system of the church and the political system of this world and its debt system and the, the, the hierarchy and, and I'm better than you because I drive a better car and how much money do I give? So that's politics. Politics is the systems of the world that are fallen and broken. They combine... That's what collusion is. They combine with the religious system, which says, oh, well, you know, I can't preach because I'm not ordained or I can't, you know, I'm, I'm not married, so I can't, you know, be a missionary. That's just religion. And even in your own mind, you disqualify yourself because of religion. So what I'm trying to say is in the natural, Jesus Christ was crucified by a combination of and a collusion of the religious people and the political people of the day. They couldn't have crucified him without a combined power, a combination, right? A collusion, teamwork. In your personal mind, this is heavy, in your brain, in your mind, right, which is different to your brain, by the way, but in your mind, the extent of your thinking that's religious and the extent of your thinking that's political, to that extent, the kingdom will not manifest through your life. Let me say it again. The kingdom will not manifest through you as a Christian until you mature, until you grow up, until you repent, until you die, until you lay your life down. That's why Jesus Christ said in John 14, you will mature and you will show yourselves to be my disciples by bearing lots of fruit. So get it? When you start to bear lots of fruit, then you show him and the world that you are his disciples. So what, what, what's he saying? That whole chapter, John 14, 15, 16, you need to read it in the Passion Translation because that's the street language of Jesus. Most of the New Testament was translated um, from Hebrew, which is actually like an old language that people didn't really use on the streets, right? It was like a formal language in, in a similar... It would almost be like Latin was Hebrew and Italian was, was Aramaic. But the, the passion is translated from Aramaic. And so read John 14, 15, 16, 17 in Aramaic in the Passion Translation. Um, so what, what's, what am I saying? You need to repent. You need to change your thinking. Get out and weed out all religion from your mind. You disqualify yourself. And when, you know, Jesus said it this way, the worries of the world 
and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the seed. That's why he's everything. You can, the Bible can only be interpreted through the kingdom. It will not make sense without the interpretation through the lens of the kingdom of God. If you do not understand what a kingdom is, just go and study what a kingdom is. Read history. Understand feudal you know, kingdoms. Understand how things operated. Don't. It, the kingdom of God is not a democracy. You cannot vote. There is no parliament. There is no, you know, bishops and elders and the church and all this stuff. They cannot change the laws. It is Jesus's word, final. It's what he says. There is no vote on homosexuality. There is no vote on abortion. There is no vote on women preaching in ministry. It is the Bible Take it or leave it. And many people, Jesus said, many people will come to me on that day and say, Lord. What does Lord mean? See, you don't even understand that word Lord. The word Lord is the word Adonai, which means mighty owner. So people will come to Jesus on the day of judgment and say, you own me, Jesus. And he'll say, no, I didn't. (laughs) You lived your own life. You know, I when he said, I didn't even know you, what, what I'm saying is if you call him Lord, does he, then he owns you. Do you really live your life as though you are owned? He owns you. You know, Jesus is Jewish. And I look at Jewish business people. They are very smart. I dealt with a Jewish investment bank. I had to sign non-disclosure agreements and confidentiality clauses before they'd even meet with me face to face. They were uh, preparing themselves in their advantage to the nth degree. They would not give me one dollar. They would not risk one cent. Even if I had a, a, a golden goose that laid golden eggs, they wouldn't even want to talk about buying it off me without signing everything. And I love that business mentality, that, that Jewish business. They're brilliant. And they, I, I've heard... Anyway, the Israel's going to be fine. Don't you worry about Israel. They have, they, they are set for a thousand years. Don't worry about them. Um, but Jesus is Jewish, and what I'm trying to say is, when He bought you, it's like He didn't just buy you. He said, "I'm not going to just buy Jonathan. I'm going to buy Jonathan." I'm going to buy his bloodline. I'm going to buy his mother and father. I'm going to buy his country. I'm going to buy the universe. I'm like he bought everything back. When he died on the cross, he took back everything. He took back man, he took back animals, he took back nature, he took back the kingdom of God. He took back everything. It's not he he bought everything. It'd be like if if he was going to build an island, he didn't just buy the island. He bought the international waters. He bought the neighbors. He bought every other country. He bought the earth. He bought the solar system. He bought the universe, you know, just to build on that one island so that there's no way, no way, no way that the enemy of your soul, who's Satan, who has no... Uh, no, actually, I don't. I don't know. He may have a body, actually, but um, he does. Anyway, so there's no way that the enemy can slow down, can slow you down. And let me get to the second point. This is my secret. 
Jesus said to me, Do you, Jonathan, want the secret to power? Do you want the secret to unlimited power? Do you want to know how to walk in dominion all the days of your life? This is the secret. Are you ready? Total power, unrestricted, no limits placed on you by God. He gives you his keys. He gives you his house. He gives you his check. He gives you his bank book. And nothing can by any means harm you. Literally, you know, like, like Captain Marvel, you can probably even fly if you wanted to, if you had faith to. This is what he said. This is the secret. Ready? Listen. Two words. Don't hide. That's it. He has already given you everything. It is literally up to you. You, God showed me Christians, including me, are putting a veil over themselves. They're hiding. Jesus literally said, do not put your light under a table. Let your light shine before men. I'm telling you right now, the enemy will pulverize in your presence. But you can't have any of the fear of man. You see, fear of man is, is you hiding. It's you choosing to hide. It's you choosing to put your light under a table. When you have that Instagram post from Jesus and you decide, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna post it because I don't know what people will think. You're hiding. When you go to work and you and you feel the Holy Spirit bubbling up inside of you and you just want to pray in tongues out loud in front of your customers and your brain, your mind. See your mind, that's the political system, says, Oh no, I can't do that because I work, you know, at the airport or I'm a I'm the teacher, I'm the government, I shouldn't uh, you know. No. Let What's the worst that could happen? Your customers what if your customers did say, Oh, what 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 are you doing? Say I'm praying in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but the, who cares? You're dead anyway. If you get fired, God will promote you. Because if if you are treated in unjustly, blessed are you for when you're persecuted. You see, you are missing out on all the blessings to the extent that you're hiding. And let me tell you, the kingdom will not come if it doesn't come through you and I. The kingdom will not come. It doesn't come through a religious church. It doesn't come through Charity International or Bible Gateway or whatever. The kingdom comes. It cannot come without the Holy Spirit, right? Because the kingdom is the Holy Spirit. The kingdom is in the Holy Spirit. Don't you understand that if someone doesn't have the Holy Spirit, no good work that they do brings anything. You know, the church won't even exist in the New Jerusalem. The church, that we're in this temporary part of time right now called the Age of Grace, where we have the church and we have uh, the Christians. But soon the church is going to become one with Jesus. We already are one with Jesus, but soon the bride of Christ will be married. You know, the church is the body of Christ, but we're going to become one with him as we already are. Um, So what I'm trying to say is, if you look at the earth, the kingdom of God, it isn't the trees. It isn't the non-Christian over there who's swearing and drinking. The kingdom of God is in the Holy Ghost. So the, the only place that the kingdom of God exists on the earth is in the spirit of human beings who are born again new creations. Let me say that again. The kingdom is only in the heart of men. That's why Jesus said the kingdom is within reach. Because he was standing there. 
That's why Jesus was saying the kingdom is at hand. That's why Jesus was saying, when I deliver you of demons, the kingdom has come to you. In other words, if I have the Holy Spirit, who is the kingdom, by the way, so the promise in the Old Testament was the kingdom. So the, the, the kingdom was what was promised. Do you get it? The kingdom is what was promised from Genesis through to Malachi. And the kingdom came at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. So that's what Joel prophesied. Everything is the kingdom. Do you get it, church? I just want to, if I could just shake, I just want to shake the church, shake the chains off the church, you know, slap you in the face in a loving, kind way that would take scales off your eyes. The Holy Spirit is the kingdom. The kingdom came with the Holy Spirit. The kingdom came with power. That's why Paul said the kingdom isn't meat or drink, but it's power in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom is the Holy Ghost. And so a human being who's born again, who has the Holy Spirit living in their heart, only when that unique new creation human being speaks by the Holy Spirit, then the kingdom comes. So if I give a prophecy, the kingdom comes. If I cast out a demon, the kingdom comes. If I buy a business that Jesus told me to buy, the kingdom comes. And so this is basic. This is 0.0 lessons in the church. We need to get to level 100. Level one is when the apostolic and the prophetic understand the kingdom and then the gift of discernment. The churches are blind at the moment. They don't see the demons operating in their leadership structure. They don't see the witchcraft that's operating in their services and the people who are dancing up the front with flags under the power of satanic power, under witchcraft. Not all of them. Some of them, they don't understand. The gift of administration is, is the most powerful gift when coupled with the gift of giving and the gift of discernment we need all the gifts and the and the and the apostle and the prophets you see the apostle the prophet sees what god wants to do the apostle does it and implements it but the the gift of 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 um of giving funds it and the gift of administration lays out the map the strategy and the logistics to actually implement it so what i'm trying to say is when the when the father sends the Holy Spirit to the church and and the and the Christian is moving by the Holy Spirit, led by the Spirit, because their mind has been renewed. That this all basically gets back this all boils down to you intimately knowing Jesus, surrendering your life to him, tr- being transformed by the renewing of your mind, violently weeding out the enemy. You see, it's the violent who take it by force. You literally need to live above the clouds. You literally need to to lose your life, Paul said he beats his body, violently beats his body into submission. Because you cannot be led by the flesh. You cannot be led by your own mind. Your mind, the Bible says in Romans and Galatians, is the enemy of God. In other words, the, the mind that is set on the flesh cannot please God. So you need to set your mind on the spirit every day. That's why Jesus got up at four o'clock in the morning to pray. Yeah, I can't go and play with my kids until I've pl- until I've prayed. I can't talk to my wife about what I want to do today until I've prayed because I don't want to make it any moves out of my natural mind. The natural mind is the enemy of God. The Bible says the, the, the spirit is at war with the flesh. 
Do you understand? If you're going to church thinking, oh, am I going to sit in the front row? What color shoes am I wearing? What color shoes is the pastor wearing? Oh, no, the pastor's got a new car. You are carnal and you're in the flesh and you are at war, at war. You are declaring war with the spirit. And so when I go to church and I struggle with this and I've told, you know, if you go, if I go to church and I'm in the spirit, you see, to the, to the spiritual spiritual things are discerned but if people in the natural they cannot discern the things of the spirit and a lot of pastors a lot of churches are so carnal i'm not saying they don't know jesus but they haven't renewed their mind they haven't weeded out religion so they're not able to bring the kingdom i'm not i'm interested in bringing the kingdom of god i want to break chains off you today if you come around me i'm going to break chains off you today you will not be the same if you if you see me you see me walking through a shopping center you will see a fire ball walking okay and demons will manifest and people will just come up to me and say hey who are you what's going on and you know again i love what kevin zadai said as a an air, airline uh host you know, he had eight people in jailed, imprisoned, because they were just customers sitting in an aeroplane who manifested demons because he was in the presence of God. Now, that's what you need to be. You need to be in the presence of God 24-7 because you already are. But I'm telling you, you need to overthrow. You need to overthrow your mind. You need to overthrow your will. You need to overthrow your emotions. Do you understand this? This is not a joke. You need to overthrow your body. And you need to take rulership by your spirit. Your spirit is it needs to be in charge. Your spirit doesn't give a toss about what other people think because your spirit has everything. All things are yours, things present, things to come. And Jesus is saying, if you want to walk like I walked, if you want to do the most ridiculous things on this earth, you can achieve, in the next six months, you can write 17 books, you can plant a hundred churches, you can meet Donald Trump, anything's in the spirit, anything's possible in six months. You know, who knows, Jesus might even come back. But what I'm saying is, and what Jesus is saying is overthrow. What he's saying is, don't hide. Because why? Because you have the switch. You have the power. He has not limited you. He's given you his Holy Spirit. He's forgiven you of sin. He's placed you at the right hand of the Father. He's given you the Holy Spirit. You don't need anyone to teach you. It is literally your choice to go.